0: you <laughs> Live from none other than Scramblers, because it is the Friday Road Show, as it is every Friday, and that is sponsored to or for from. sponsored by. I could get the right word out there. Our friends at Affordable Towing. Uh, You're noticing. I'm sure the sound is a bit different, having some technical uh, issues, and so our, our unit, our hardware that we generally use, appears to not be communicating as it should uh, with the home base, and our engineer, I'm told, is headed in to try and remedy that problem. So the content is still here, so, uh, just a little bit different, perhaps off-putting, but if you just stick with us, hopefully we will get that uh, that set up uh, just lickety-split so things sound uh, normal once again. In the meantime, uh, to the disappointment of many and the utter lack of shock for many others, the Supreme Court, they're just unable to find the person who leaked that Roe v. Wade decision, which led to protests, led to massive amounts of pressure on Supreme Court justices, led to uh, the, the violation of federal law by Democrat activists, by illegally protesting in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices led to the attempted assassination of uh, a Supreme Court justice with numerous other justices. Uh, Also, the target of that same individual, according to uh, what it is that he he told investigators, and uh, all of that, which is how this was so absolutely Well, We're going to get to the bottom and make sure that the American people understand this is unacceptable and with all of the resources they have and the very limited pool of individuals that had access to that they're unable to determine that isn't that amazing what they did find coming up which is to some degree, uh, a little bit concerning. Overall, it appears as if they're like, hey, you know, so many people had access to this thing. I mean, who knows? But amazingly enough, this has never happened before and so i think that there's going to be this attempt to portray it as a uh, a problem with the system see the problem is that uh uh they need to uh you know reevaluate who it is that has access and how that access is is um, uh utilized and, and uh you know do we need to uh, create a more secure system so that we We get distracted from the fact that there was somebody with nefarious intent that actually did this, and we get away from the fact that we're apparently never going to know who it is, uh, and instead see it as a system problem. But again, note, this system has never failed in this particular manner before. Uh, President Biden out there commenting on the stealing of top-secret documents and having them scattered about in in places as informal as boxes on the floor of his garage, which he did keep locked. He did keep it locked. Uh, And pretty much saying, oh, he'd do the same thing again. He has no regrets. Uh, You'd think, even if you felt you did not do anything wrong, I mean, this is me. If I'm the president, and when I was vice president, I took documents that I was not supposed to take even if it was an, let's say it's totally accidental. I thought that they were ice cream recipes or profiles on, uh, eight to 12 year old girls that I like to keep. Well, whatever it might be, I know it. And it was a total genuine accident. Did not mean to take those documents. And my predecessor, my, Potential future political opposition, my administration, had stormed, raided his home, all on the premise that this is such a serious violation, having classified information. It's such a potential danger to the national security of the United States that it required such absolute extreme measures. And then it turns out I also have classified information. Even if it was totally accidental on my part, I think I still would go, you know what, I would do things differently. I'd make sure those documents weren't there. But Joe Biden, apparently, no. He wouldn't do He doesn't feel bad at all. He thinks there's absolutely nothing. He wouldn't change a thing about what he did. Boy, talk about learning a lesson, right? Have a look at the weather coming up here in mere moments as we do continue our Friday Roadshow broadcast from Scramblers. Right now, Jason Rival with the latest news. Breaking news this morning. James River eastbound near the West Bypass is closed. That's because of a deadly early morning crash. Springfield police say three people died when a pickup going the wrong way crossed into the eastbound lanes of James River around 1 a.m. That truck hit an SUV head-on near the West Bypass a short time later. Three people in the SUV died. Three others are critical. Two more have minor injuries. The driver of that pickup, who police say may have been intoxicated, is in critical condition. A group of religious leaders who support abortion rights has filed a lawsuit challenging Missouri's abortion ban. Matt Moyer has more. The lawsuit says lawmakers openly invoked personal religious beliefs when they drafted the measure. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court, abortion rights supporters have been increasingly using religious freedom lawsuits in a bid to protect abortion access. I'm Jason Ryma, Springfield's Talk 104.1. Uh, We're going to talk about that in a moment. I I do think uh, this uh, lawsuit by the religious leaders, I do think it's interesting that these uh, Christian religious leaders that are filing lawsuits in order to give unfettered access to the killing of the unborn are on the same side of the Church of Satan. The Satan worshipers, the Church of Satan, they also have been filing such lawsuits. I ought to make you pause, especially if you are a member of one of those churches, if the leaders in your church are linking arm-in-arm arm with Satan worshipers over the issue as to whether or not human beings should be allowed to kill their own children. The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. 45 for a high today with sunshine. Slight chance might see some rain tomorrow with a high of 45. Uh, Same slight chance on Sunday, 39, 45 for Monday. Traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs, what if they're big? A1 Custom Car Care, what if they're small? A1 Custom Car Care routine, answers the same, Uh, three area locations for your convenience, 12 going on, 13 years I've been taking all of my vehicles there and recommending them to you, not just, you know, on air, obviously, we've been partners with them for a very, very long time, but I really genuinely do off-air tell people, and I... You know, I believe in total complete 100% transparency. If you are looking for the absolute cheapest, uh, cheap being the number one priority, just find a pick-and-pull part. I don't care how long it lasts. I just want to get it in there. A1 Custom Car Care, they're they're not the route you're going to want to go. Uh, They use guaranteed parts. They use parts that they know they can give you a guarantee on. And if something does go wrong, they take care of it. Three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on most work. A1 Custom Car Care, you can get there location under, uh, three locations, that is, under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. So you heard uh, Rima with this story about clergy challenging Missouri's abortion ban in court on basis of religious freedom. Thirteen clergy from six different faiths are challenging Missouri's abortion ban on the basis of religious freedom. This is the, uh, the same approach that the Church of Satan is taking, by the way that it is a violation of their uh, religious beliefs. It's a religious-based argument they're making uh, when it comes to abortion. Uh, the lawsuit against the state of Missouri announced yesterday at Christ Church Cathedral in St. Louis. So the House of the Lord, uh, utilized in order by people who claim to be messengers of God to promote the legalization of people killing their own children, The clergy asking the circuit court for the city of St. Louis for a permanent injunction striking down the abortion law. Uh, The clergy from the six different faiths are being represented by the Americans United for Separation of Church and State, an organization that ensures that religion does not dictate public policy. So you've got uh, United Church of Christ. You have the Jewish Community Relations Council of St. Louis. Uh, you've got the congregation Cole Ami, Kansas City. The United Church of Christ Webster Grove. Uh, you have congregation Share Emis and Crave Courier. or C-Courier. I don't know why I have such a hard time stumbling over that one. Uh, United Church of Christ in St. Louis. Congregation. Uh, oh wait, read U- uh, Unitarian Universal Church of Columbia and the Eleventh Bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Missouri. Peace Church united church of christ kansas city retired united methodist minister and state rep in district 90 barbara Pfeiffer, central reform congregation st louis and the elliot unitarian chapel kirkwood and first unitarian church in alton illinois uh the lawsuits against parson and a number of other divisions uh they they argue that house bill 126 violates three sections of the Missouri constitution that prohibit state officials from compelling people to support or participate in any religious activities or beliefs favoring any particular religion or using public money to support religion. So their argument here is that because Christianity in this case specifically says it is wrong to murder there should not be laws that say you cannot murder, at least specifically when it comes to your unborn children. That's the argument. See the, the Christian approach to this, and, and there may be other religions that are saying this is a, uh, a law that is based in religion. Well, so, I mean, yes, that is correct. We have laws that say you cannot murder people, and that is something that uh, is based in a lot of religions. Uh, you know, that is uh, reality. Are, are we going to begin stripping every law that is based in a religion? Uh, are we going to legalize stealing? I mean, that's one of the big old Ten Commandments in Christianity. Thou shalt not steal. We're going to, I, I suppose there should be a lawsuit, and perhaps they can file it uh, at the same time in tandem with these, these religious organizations, uh, file lawsuits that, that uh, make it legal to steal, uh, whether it's carjacking, whether it is uh, stealing your identity, uh, robbing a bank, breaking into your home and stealing everything from your home, these are are all based in religion. In fact, they're in the same list of the big old ten that thou shalt not murder is in. Now, if they want to argue, no, 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 it's not murder, it's abortion specifically, I'm not aware uh, in the Bible where that terminology is used. uh, It falls under the umbrella of murder. That's why abortion is wrong. If you speak with anyone who is pro-life and against abortion, you will find the same root cause for their belief. It is because... You are not supposed to be able to kill other people unless it's in, of course, self-defense of yourself or self-defense in others. And some people believe uh, that you should not even be able to do that. But nonetheless, uh, the fact of the matter is that um, it is based in religion and and that these so-called Christian people who believe you should be able to murder innocent children because God says not to. That's a pretty jacked up, twisted perspective. Now, this isn't the first time that people have masqueraded themselves uh, as as the the leaders of religion in order to justify a dominion over other human beings. Um, when it came to the issue of slavery in this country, people who were really, truly rooted in Christianity were opposed to slavery. Many of those who were opposed to slavery, they, they they expressed that as being the reason, that it is wrong. It is a sin to take away someone else's freedom. It is a sin to force somebody into slavery. It is a sin to, to quote, own somebody else. That's not something that any human being should be allowed to do. Now, you did have people who were pro-slavery and masqueraded as leaders the leaders of the Christian church that justified and rationalized why it was that you should be able to own other people. You should be able to tie other people to a post and with them. You should be able to, um, you know, take the life of somebody else because it's your, quote, property and the government can't tell me what to do with my own property. Um, But the fact of the matter is they were wrong. And those individuals who claimed that they were somehow speaking on behalf of the church and justifying and rationalizing, stealing people's humanity from them, enslaving them, they were just as wrong as religious leaders are today to say, yes, you should be able to kill an unborn child. Um, because God says you shouldn't, and so that means that the law should allow you to do so. And again, if we're going to be consistent, then we should call on these individuals to also file lawsuits to um, make it illegal to or you know to I guess do away with laws, of rape, uh, child molestation, um, stealing, theft, all of these these different sins that religious people recognize as being wrong and sinful and therefore don't do them. And of course that's what these laws are based in. Then I suppose those two should be, should be repealed. Springfield's talk one Oh four one. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's talk one Oh four one. Road Show sponsored by Affordable Tone, the American Transmissions Architect Line, 447 KSGS. Uh, the sound, you're hearing my voice, it sounds a little bit different, doesn't have that full, authentic sound to it. That's because of a technical issue. There were some upgrades made and not... All the uh, bases were covered after that, and so they are working on that as we speak. So hopefully here very soon uh, things will be back as normal. But the content is still going to be as pristine as you are always guaranteed. Oh, incidentally, I want to thank James Clary at the very last minute for filling in for me yesterday, Wednesday, not long after the show. I I had to leave town, a family situation. Everything's good. Everything's okay. Uh, No worries there, but it it, did pull me away, and I was... um, uh, it was going to be, uh, a burden to, uh, to do this show, uh, yesterday morning. And so, uh, Sarah said, Hey, you know, don't worry, I'll get, uh, get someone in here. And James said, I'll do it. So uh, thank you to him because not doing this on a daily basis is already in and of itself, uh, a, a, uh, a challenge, but doing it at the last minute like that isn't the easiest thing to do. So a big thank you to him on that. All right. Now, I want to mention we have this at ksgf.com, the sliding, the rotating tiles, if you will, that go through the third or fourth one job fair, Springfield Cardinals job fair. And this, if you were looking for a job, um, These are, let's see, some seasonal part-time positions, so it could be just a fun job to have. Game Day Ambassadors, now what is that? I don't know exactly, but it sounds like it'd be a pretty uh, neat position to have. Inside Sales, Field Crew, Video Crew, Game Day Stringer, Bat Boys, ages 16 and up, and Ushers. The Food and Beverage Company, which is Delaware North, is also going to be conducting interviews to fill a number of positions, including bartenders, cooks, porters. Retail attendants, concession stand attendants, concession stand managers, suite servers, and utility workers. And Brocate Janitorial will also be conducting interviews uh, to fill out stadium cleaning crew positions. We've got, um, again, if you go to ksgf.com, there is the, the big rotating tile. I think the first one's about Lunch Bunch and then a couple others. Uh, you'll see the tile for this uh, job fair. Just click on it. And then you scroll down. There's a click here for a full list of available positions available positions that apply now and just click on that and you can go from there so there you have it could be a fun job gonna we'll have a look at the weather coming up here in just a few moments we are streaming live ksgf.com and of course the ksgf app live from scramblers the friday road show sponsored by affordable towing i'm nick reed you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 104.1 Personal forecast sponsored by Navant Employee Benefits That work. It is, let's see here, going to be a sunny day with a high of 43, 45. Uh, tomorrow, 45 again. There's going to be a slight chance we might see some rain. Sunday, 39, with a slight chance of rain. Then Monday, kicking off the week, partly sunny with a high of 45. Uh, well, the Supreme Court says that it can't identify the Dobbs leaker. Uh, and it's amazing how our justice system can find you know, a guy who um, propped his feet up on a table uh, in, uh, in the Capitol, no matter where he is in the country. you have got over 300 million people in this country. Look at all the people they managed to find. 300 million people. I know there's video and I know there are Americans that uh, can't wait for the opportunity to call the government to report on friends and family members. Uh, I I get that reality. But you're telling me in, in such a closed arena as the Supreme Court where you've got a small number of people who even have access and they cannot figure this out. They have no way. So they announced in a statement Thursday that the investigation into who leaked the draft to the court's decision of Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization has led to no conclusion. Politico obtained and published a draft copy of the court's decision in May, prompting outrage amongst pro-abortion activists and mass demonstrations in front of conservative justices' home. Uh, you may recall the the conventional wisdom when this occurred was this was an attempt by a, a pro-abortion person who had access to this information to uh, cr- create, there we go, such an intimidation to the Supreme Court justices that they uh, they would maybe back down, uh, or like what we saw the plan of the would-be assassin was to take out enough Pro life Supreme Court justices that they would, you know, in his mind, um, not be able to move forward and officially release it, and and uh, this is what we dealt with for weeks and weeks. This after Chuck Schumer, Democrat leader in the Senate, announced, "If you touch Roe v. Wade." You will not know what hit you. And so he got the, the left-wing activists. They whipped into a frenzy. And and so when you saw the reaction of the people, when you saw what uh, the pro-life or the pro-abortion people, rather, you saw what, what, of, what, what it was, was the Democrat, Democrat activists tried it to do, was, it was, it, it was pretty clear. Most people inferred, obviously, this was released by somebody who did not like the decision. Some... Democrats tried to claim that, oh, this was actually a pro-life person who released this, who were trying to uh, somehow force the pro-life justices to not change their position. That, that was essentially their convoluted Rube Goldberg way of explaining why a pro-life that uh, the pro-life person in the court saw it and thought, you know some of these pro-life justices they may change their mind and so in order to prevent them from changing their mind, we're going to release this so that they're essentially on the record as, as, uh, as already being in the position they're in so they'll feel pressured to not switch their position. Uh, it was a very, very weak attempt to try and absolve their side of having any responsibility on this. Many people felt if, in fact, it was a pro-abortion left-wing activist within the court, perhaps even a justice, him or herself, that was responsible for the leak, that we would never find out about it. Now, is, that we, is this a genuine inability of investigators to actually figure this out? Is, is this incompetence? Uh, or is this what many people feared and suspected? It is somebody on the left, and as we've seen the dual justice system in this country, you are allowed to violate rules, you are allowed to violate laws, you are allowed to uh, participate in, quote, political activism in ways that conservatives get thrown in jail for. And I don't think that this is, this conclusion of no conclusion is any way, shape, or form going to uh, make people feel any better about our justice system. Continuing our live broadcast this morning from none other than Scramblers, it is the Friday Road Show sponsored by Portable Towing. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Now, a couple of things that the investigation did find regarding the leak of that full decision, that, that draft decision overturning Roe v. Wade. So, it, some of the notable findings in the Marshall's report noted that they believe it's unlikely the court's information technology system was improperly accessed by a person outside the court. So, uh, this suggests that they... They feel it was internal. Nobody hacked in, essentially, in order to get this. And and I think even outside of um, uh, what they found in their search, any sort of forensic search, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like that likely would be the, the scenario anyhow. Uh, they did 126 interviews of 97 employees conducted, all of whom denied disclosing the opinion. Well, of course. I do wonder... Were any of the individuals that were interviewed Supreme Court justices? I don't think that we can rule out Supreme Court justices. Is it likely it was a Supreme Court justice? I think probably not likely. But I don't think, you know, th- this is one of those situations where if you don't at least speak with an interview... The powerful, then it it reeks of protection, even if it isn't likely. And this is part of the problem so many of us have with the system that there are certain people that are untouchable, and I and I think that this is a question that should be asked. Unless it is broken down in the full report, I would I think that the we should know where the Supreme Court justice is interviewed, were they. Uh, um, I don't want to say interrogated, but were they in a position in which they were required to answer the same questions as everybody else who had access to this? I think that they should have been. Now, a few of the individuals admitted to telling their spouses about the draft opinion or vote count in violation of the court's confidentiality rules. Now, let's stop here. This, to me, does not seem like evidence of uh, the potential source of the issue. Because we're talking about the actual draft that was released to Politico. That's different than a spouse coming home and saying, oh, yeah, here's how things are going to go. Boy, they're going to be overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, You know, this is going to be crazy when this happens, and and, uh, I can't believe it. Uh, That is different than having an actual draft and sending that draft to Politico. That being said, these people should be punished. If there are confidentiality rules in place that numerous individuals within the Supreme Court realm admitted they violated, I suspect there probably are more who lied. But even if not, when they say a few of those individuals admitted, how many is a few? At least three. But are we talking seven? Are we talking five? However many are are these individuals going to be punished. They should be punished. (laughs) If they are not, and not only should they be punished, but we should know about it. They should be punished, one, in order to reinforce the seriousness of this issue should reinforce the serious nature of this information being kept quiet, being kept under wraps until the proper time if you have confidentiality rules in place and they are violated and people who violate them do not suffer any repercussions then the confidentiality rules are useless they're pointless, you might as well not have them because you are sending a message that if you violate them, nothing will happen to you. And you can't if you, in you know, this particular situation in which clearly it's in the context of a serious situation even though the violation of those specific confidentiality rules in which some people admitted they told their spouses what the outcome was going to be may not be directly related to the leaking of the, the, um, the draft itself. Down the road, if I work within the Supreme Court and I violate some sort of confidentiality rule and they punish me, I'm going to say, uh-uh, I don't think so. Why did you not punish them? Why is it, why am I being discriminated against? Why is it that I am being punished for violating a rule when other people weren't? It becomes very difficult, particularly in a public forum, if you give people a pass for violating a rule to then enforce it later. Now, perhaps these people were punished. I think that we need to know about this. There is a very serious issue in this country where in our lifetimes and perhaps even with the history of the Supreme Court, there is a very low confidence and trust level in this branch of government. And if you are releasing a report with an investigation that says, "Uh, oh, sorry, we can't figure it out, that already is going to diminish even further the trust in the But in addition to it, you say, oh, we found these other confidentiality violations that were committed by people that are supposed to be trusted, and the people don't know whether they were held accountable. That even further diminishes the trust in that particular institution. The report noted a preponderance of evidence did not reveal how the draft opinion was provided to Politico. Certain employees emailed the draft opinion to other employees with approval, but there was no evidence discovered that anyone emailed the draft opinion to anyone else, although technical limitations and the SCOTUS computer record-keeping at the time made it impossible to rule out that uh, possibility entirely. I highly suspect that this was hand-delivered, this was paper copy, because whomever did this, I'm sure was bright enough to know, not have an email chain. You don't want to send something like that electronically, because ultimately, no matter what you do, if somebody does, is determined to find out whether or not that was leaked out, sent out electronically, they're going to be able to do so. Investigators did not find any logs or IT artifacts indicating that the draft opinion was downloaded to removable media, but it is impossible to rule it out. And again, that's why I suspect that while they say it's impossible to rule it out, if it were me and I were doing this, I I would have just printed it off or made a copy of uh, a draft that was already printed off. Actually, it's probably what I would do because even if you print it off, I mean, you're going to have – electronic stamps of, of when things were printed, if you have to log in, it will be under your login, it will be a time stamp it, as opposed to making a photocopy of something or taking pictures of something on your cell phone and sending it. But again, even though it's your personal phone, you still potentially if they want to find out, they're gonna be able to find that out. Employees, according to the investigation, who were requested to do so voluntarily provided call and text detail records, billing statements for their personal devices for a defined period to the best of their abilities, but investigators found nothing relevant to the limited logs. Investigators looked closely into any connection between employees and reporters, especially in. Contacts With anyone associated with Politico, plus assessment of a wide array of public speculation, mostly on social media, about any individual who may have disclosed the document, but investigators found nothing to substantiate any of the social media allegations regarding the disclosure. There is another question that I have, and I, how relevant it is in the scheme of things I don't know. Does whomever at Politico... Whoever received this, do they even know the source themselves? I don't know whether Politico has ever been asked that question, whether they have answered that question. Uh, Obviously, if they do know, they're not going to give that information up, particularly if it's a left-wing ally. Uh, they, They certainly will not do that. But it could be something that was sent to them anonymously. And then I suspect if it was, they did attempt to verify with someone else whether it was authentic and whomever that would have been. They would have known that that person is a trusted source, but they may not even necessarily know for sure. They also note that they cannot eliminate the possibility that the draft opinion was inadvertently or negligently disclosed, for example, by being left in a public space either inside or outside the building. The marshals report noted that if a court employee disclosed the draft opinion, that person brazenly violated a system that was built fundamentally on trust with the limited safeguards to regulate and constraint access to very sensitive information and pointed to the COVID-19 pandemic as contributing to an expansive expansion of the ability to work from home as well as gaps in the court security policies that created an environment where it was too easy to remove sensitive info from the building and the court's IT network. As such, the marshals' investigation identified numerous court policies and practices that should be improved to prevent future leaks. And, and it, you know, it, they know there's too many personnel that have issues to the documents. Uh, there's no universal written policy or guidance on the mechanism of handling. And this is going to be the position. And it is a pretty common position when somebody... In government, does something that they are not supposed to do, and they are in the protected class, aka their left wingers. It isn't that the focus is taken off of them and it's put on the system. Well, it's the system. We we need we need to have some new checks in place. That that that's that's what it's all about. It's not about the offense itself. It's not about the individual. And and in reality, getting the individual who did it doesn't actually solve the larger problem at hand here. But it, but uh, we need to to fix it. And so the way we're addressing this, the way that we're going to make good on this, is here's a list of recommendations that we're going to implement. And I suspect that the Supreme Court at some point they're going to oh these are very good recommendations. Yes, yes, we agree with. With this And, and uh, isn't this fantastic? We found a solution to this problem. Meanwhile, we're never going to know who did this. I find it impossible to believe that there aren't people who know who did it. Who sus- I mean, this is a very tight-knit grouping of individuals. I find it very difficult to believe that in a country where investigators can track down a person out of over 300 million people in this country for a crime or violation that within 97 employees because that's how many people that they dealt with that's how many people according to this report that they interviewed that they investigated 90s that out of 97 they're unable to figure out who did this I find that very, very difficult to believe. And I suspect most Americans will as well. Springfield's Talk 1041, i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Can I look closer? Hey everyone, Sarah Maya. Hey,
1: here I am. And I want to tell you about my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. I'm going to. Well, I've had quite a bit of home repairs and maintenance done, thankfully, uh, because of my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. And every time I have somebody in my house, I'm a little bit more proud. And I'm like, look at my kitchen floor and look at all of these things that I've had fixed.
0: Every time DFS comes to visit, you're like, look.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Nick. Really appreciate that. (laughs) But it's a really good feeling to have. A lot of those things that used to bother me fixed and look nice and pretty, and it gives new life to my house. So maybe you're in a situation kind of like me. Maybe you have a list of items around your home that need to be fixed, but you're not exactly sure, who do I call? You know, some of them might be kind of odd job items. That's why I want to recommend Beetles Property Maintenance. Now, Beetles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. They can help you tackle some of those big-name jobs. Maybe you've had some mold uh, growth, and you're not exactly sure, you know, how do I treat this? You don't have to worry about it. Beetles can help you. They can also help you with vapor barriers, uh, cross-phase repairs, uh, radon mitigation. But they can also help you out with some of those smaller items. Maybe you are wanting new light fixtures. Maybe you need your toilet replaced. Or, hey, maybe you need a whole bathroom remodel. Either way, if it's a big job or just a list of smaller items, Beetles Property Maintenance, they can help you out. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Bruce and the Beetles Property Maintenance team at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab.
0: One of the news items today is a shooting in Evansville, Indiana at a Walmart. Authorities responded to a shooting there. Uh, One victim was injured and the suspect was killed during the shootout with police. Uh, Sergeant Anna Gray of the Evansville Police Department said during a press conference hours after the shooting was initially reported, the suspect ran throughout the store during the gunfight with police saying, quote, he would shoot at officers and move. He was all throughout the store and officers would eventually, uh, you know, shoot him and and kill him. And, you know, this is just exactly what Joe Biden was talking about on Monday. And and I think that this fully illustrates he was correct. Police need to be trained to learn how to shoot guns out of people's hands. This is an unnecessary death. You know, he, he said but police need to be retrained. Why do, They shouldn't be shooting people to kill them. They, they should shoot the gun out, you know, shoot their hand or, you know, shoot them in the foot so that they uh, fall over and so forth. So, uh, you know, this is another example of, of uh, Biden and, and his brilliance. And, you know, he ought to be sent to this particular law enforcement division and, and teach them exactly how it is to do that. News in 60 Seconds.